It is hard to believe that this peaceful hamlet harbored such a dark secret for so many years. Many will throw scorn on the people of Beetleton, thinking them all traitors or worse. It is an undeniable fact that some Crichtons are members of the White Mantle, and perhaps even more held a sympathetic view of the cult. However, this reality is not unique to Beetleton, and there is not a single human settlement untouched by their corruption. It is also an undeniable fact that countless Beetletonians were coerced or kidnapped and then murdered by the White Mantle. The mass graves uncovered at the Forsaken Thicket bear witness to the pain and horror exacted upon this quiet community and countless others like it. For the families of the victims, having to see the stone-etched face of Cordicus Beetlestone every day is almost unbearable. People used to look at the legate minister and his ostentatious manner with pride, but now the spectre of both loom over this small town. Ministry forces still guard the manor, as a team of Crown investigators comb the estate. Queen Jenna has vowed to expose and imprison every member of the cult, and it is here where she hopes to find evidence of ministerial involvement. The Crown had known of Cordicus's treachery for years. It was Queen Jenna herself who exposed the minister's criminality. He had been harbouring white bandits on this very estate, but the incident had been covered up, and the pretense of his innocence was upheld at the cost of his freedom. Cordicus was taken into the protective custody of the Crown and remained in his gilded cage for many years. It is unclear how much the Queen and her Shining Blade knew of Lord Beedlestone's involvement with the White Mantle, or its stranglehold on the Crichton Ministry and its guard force. Despite his incarceration, Cordicus still wielded the levers of power within the organisation. Clear evidence of this was shown when he had his own daughter, Demi Beetlestone, kidnapped. After the sudden death of her mother, Demi suspected her father's involvement. As she hunted for evidence, she uncovered his ties to the Crichton bandits and his plan to usurp the crown. Unsure of who to trust, she confided in her godmother, Lady Wee. The good lady arranged for Demi to be smuggled out of Divinity's Reach into the waiting arms of the Order of Whispers. The wife of Minister Wee is not only a loyal subject of the Queen, but many suspect her an agent of the Order of Whispers itself. The plan, however, was unsuccessful, and Demi was captured by the bandits. It is unclear who betrayed her, but my source inside the Order told me a family necklace was used to track her movements, but who had alerted Cordicus to her defection? The Order was eventually able to free Demi, who became a vital informant working tirelessly against her own father. When the Minister escaped the Queen's clutches, it set off a chain of events which ultimately led to the assault on Divinity's Reach. Looking back, we can see Cordicus's corrupting influence everywhere. His propaganda campaign sought to muddy the waters and give an alternative version of history, one telling only half-truths and outright lies about the White Mantle and the Massat they worship. 
His political polymoch was masterful, supporting and appointing ministers law to the white mantle and himself. He maintained and kindled a fifth column inside every level of political and civil life in Kreita. History tells us it was the six gods themselves who created the great bloodstones, locking away all the magic of the world. They had done this to end the Guild Wars, as humanity seemed bent on self-destruction. Cordicus, however, was reckless in his pursuit of power and pushed his followers to experiment on the great Maguma bloodstone to disastrous effect. This selfish, power-hungry egomaniac could have easily laid waste to everything within a hundred leagues of the bloodstone if priory scholars are to be believed. If not for Lazarus the Dyer's intervention, we could have lost Kreiter, half of Maguma, and the war with the dragons in that one moment. Cordicus not only betrayed his queen and country, but all those loyal to him, from his wife and child to those who swore fealty to him as both minister and confessor. His actions could have easily pushed humanity into a nationwide bloody civil war, but for a few key factors. After the creature claiming to be Lazarus the Dyer decimated Cordicus remaining forces at Bloodstone Fen and usurped the leadership of the White Mantle, Cordicus made a critical error. He should have waited and gathered his forces, but instead he commanded the few mantle loyal to him to assault Divinity's Reach. You see, Cordicus had been blindsided by the Masat's entry into the fray, nor had he planned for the corrupting magic of the bloodstones. He had sought to weaponize them, but was ignorant of the terrible power he toiled with. Like Matthias and Zera before him, Cordicus sought to infuse himself with the bloodstone magic, and he succeeded. The fell magic made him a formidable opponent, but little by little it had robbed him of his sanity. So much so, by the time the ill-fated assault was underway, Cordicus had already lost his mind. By order of the Queen, Countess Anissa and her allies, aided by Demi Beedlestone, infiltrated Cordicus's manor. Fighting their way through its stately halls, they were tasked with the execution of the Confessor. The battle was bloody and long. Room after room, they encountered corrupted ministers, white mantle soldiers, and deadly jade constructs. Eventually, they found Cordicus stood before a great mantelpiece in his library. His eyes shone with bloodstone corruption. His power was terrible, and Anise and her allies were hard-pressed to end the traitor. The man was crazed, striking at his own daughter, Demi, as he admitted murdering his wife. Cordicus' attack struck home, and she fell. Demi had proven, beyond all doubt, her loyalty to queen and country. Both her and her mother died in the service of Kreiter and deserve both our gratitude and respect. Lord Corticus murdered his wife and daughter. He orchestrated the kidnapping and murder of hundreds of Crichtons. He ordered the assault on Divinity's Reach and is responsible for the loss of life and livelihood in Lake Doric. 
He created, funded and commanded the bandit hordes which have plagued Kreiter for decades. He is guilty of treason and the attempted murder of Her Royal Highness Queen Jenna. He is responsible for the destruction of the Maguma Bloodstone and all the deaths attributed to it. I imagine the list of his crimes will only grow as the Crown investigation continues. He was executed by Crown forces on the 40th day of the Zephyr, 1330. May we never see his like again. This is Fornax Kingspear, reporting for the Crichton Herald at Beetlestone Manor, Queensdale. May the Six watch over us all. <laughs>